Hey, everybody. You know, Mark and I have over 20 years of experience as therapists and as addicts in long-term successful recovery. We know better than anyone what works and what doesn't to break out of porn and sex addiction, heal betrayal trauma, and reclaim your relationship. And we've poured all of our personal and professional recovery and healing experience into a first-of-its-kind program for addicts, spouses, and couples. We call it Dare to Connect. At least four times every week, we engage with you in real time, in the trenches, giving you the knowledge and the tools to take back your life and relationship. Whatever else you've done on your journey for healing and recovery, you've never done anything like this. You know, Mark and I, we've made all the mistakes, so you don't have to. Don't reinvent the wheel. We all know tomorrow never comes. Look, don't wait one more day to change. Claim your free two-week trial today at daretoconnectnow.com. everybody. I'm Steve Moore. And I'm Mark Castleman. We know the pain and heartbreak of porn and sex addiction. And we know the triumph of breaking completely free. Every day, we help our clients find hope and healing. Join us in the fight to take back your life, your marriage, and be stronger than ever. This is the PBSE Squared Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the PBSE Podcast. This is episode 199, just one shy of 200, which is almost impossible to believe. You will notice that it's only me today, Mark Castleman. Steve Moore is on the road traveling this week, and so uh, it's just me flying solo. And uh, Steve and I talked about uh, one of the great challenges that we faced in our uh, early to mid, mid-stage addiction recovery was this incredible frustration that you keep falling back into old behaviors, old porn and sex addiction behaviors, right, over and over and over again. And it's what I call the great mystery. You just can't understand why do I keep slipping back into those same behaviors? And there are times when we do pretty well, there are other times when we seem to just lose complete control of our, of our uh, consciousness, of our being self-aware, of our ability to step back and be mindful and observe. It just seems when certain kinds of triggers, certain kinds of life situations, uh, just different kinds of stuff that happens uh, inside of us and around us, triggered us, triggers us to go back into those old behavioral patterns. And, I remember when I was younger, when I would act out an addiction and do really dumb or, or destructive things in my teens, I would often, often have adults around me say, uh, after, they, after they would see the bad behaviors, Mark, what were you thinking? And I remember just sometimes just looking at them with a blank stare because, quite frankly, I didn't know what I was thinking. I was just being impulsive and reacting, right, to this this wiring that I had in this brain of mine. And as we look at the the neuroscience and the neuropsychology, I remember uh, my dear mentor way back in the early days, Dr. Paige Bailey, when we were talking about this, what were you thinking concept? 
he was the first one to start to teach me about the fact that when we have this deep, deeply etched, um, deeply furrowed wiring in the brain, this addiction wiring that was formed over years and decades of repetition and deep emotional connection and deeply connected to different kinds of stresses and traumas and triggers in life. He said, when you allow that subconscious or unconscious part of the brain to kick in and take over, he said, the answer to the question of what were you thinking is not just you weren't thinking, he said, but you couldn't think. You couldn't think rationally, logically, objectively. Because that part of the brain, that subconscious part, that wiring had taken over. And now you're on autopilot, right? You're moving from Dr. Jekyll to Mr. Hyde, and you're very much in Mr. Hyde mode. And so today in the PBSE podcast, I want to give you a training that I did years ago that's called You Can Rewire Your Subconscious Mind. And if you're you're, uh, an individual struggling with porn or sex addiction and just you've just tried so hard to break out and you just, just keep returning to these old behaviors, these unwanted sexual behaviors, and you just find yourself in so much frustration and even hopelessness. I hope that this training will give you some, some insights and ho- start to open up the door to how change is absolutely possible. And if you're in a relationship currently with someone who struggles with this addiction, I hope that this training will also help you realize that uh, your partner can change. Uh, To completely rewire that subconscious mind is possible, and we can go forward. So with that uh, brief introduction, please enjoy uh, this training of mine on You Can Rewire Your Subconscious Mind. How many times have you had a negative knee-jerk reaction to someone or something resulting in anger, swearing, yelling, throwing a fit, doing something stupid. And then when it's all over, you look back and think, what the crap was that all about? I didn't even stop to think. It just happened. That is an example of automatic behaviors that come from your subconscious mind. Think of your your subconscious mind as a kind of computer hardware where the programming has been hardwired and works automatically without you being conscious that it's even happening. We think and talk and act on autopilot all the time. And if we allow it, the hardwired subconscious computer will run every part of our lives with very little or even any input from us at all. Look around in the world. You can see people acting on autopilot all the time. And one of the most powerfully hardwired programs the subconscious mind's computer can contain is addiction. Addiction is all about reacting on autopilot. We uh, encounter in our lives uh, stress, discomfort, pain, uh, disappointment. We feel shame or fear or we have failure and any number of other negative feelings and Suddenly, our subconscious programming automatically kicks in and moves us like a a robot down the automatic track of seeking um, escape and self-soothing through long-established and practiced uh, addiction outlets. 
And after the addiction episode's all over, we shake our heads and we wonder, how did I fall off the deep end again? It's like I wasn't thinking, like I don't even have a mind of my own. Well, the truth is, when you give in to addiction, you're not thinking. You're not using your conscious mind at all. The hardwired subconscious takes over. And from that point, you're just along for the ride. The question is, are we stuck with the subconscious programming that's been hardwired over our lifetimes? Can our subconscious computer be rewired and reprogrammed? The resounding answer to those questions is yes. So the next logical question is, how? To answer that, let's take a look for a minute at how you and I developed the subconscious hardwired programming that we have now. Well, first of all, we need to talk about repetition. Simple repetition will develop a hardwired programming in the subconscious mind. If you do something enough, right, if you repeat it thousands of times, eventually, just by sheer repetition, you're going to hardwire your subconscious mind. We actually do this all the time. Um, Think about, for example, how long you've been driving. And now you get in the car behind the wheel. You don't stop and say, now, what is this? little wheel here in front of me forward. What do those pedals on the, on the ground do? It's all automatic. And really it's happened over thousands and thousands of repetitions over decades of time. So pure, lengthy, stubborn repetition will hardwire the subconscious mind. But repetition is not the most powerful way to program the subconscious mind and to hardwire it. There's something that is far more powerful than simple repetition, and it's called emotion. Basically, emotion is the interpretation or the meaning that your brain gives to a feeling or experience that you're having. Emotion is the greatest factor in the subconscious mind's programming. In fact, emotion is so powerful that it can create permanent hardwiring in the subconscious without any repetition at all. In other words, with just one experience. Let's give you some examples. Um, one of my sons, when he was little, his older brothers decided to play a joke on him and they put him in a clothes hamper and sat on the lid so he couldn't get out. And they thought that was real funny. Except what that single episode, that single experience ended up doing was giving him claustrophobia for the rest of his life, where he would get highly anxious and panicked if you, he, you would ever try to put him into a tight space or even hold him really tightly with your arms. So just one experience of intense emotion caused permanent hardwiring in his subconscious that affected him um, from then forward. I have a friend, for example, who was uh, on a hike and was hiking along this steep ridge on a trail and part of the trail broke loose. And he almost fell to his death off of, that, uh, off of that broken trail. And from that point forward, whenever he would get up someplace of height, like on a tall building or even on the top of a Ferris wheel, uh, he would start to get this anxiety and feel dizzy. That one intense experience hardwired his subconscious. I remember when I was little, my stepdad, 
slapped me really hard for chewing with my mouth open one time, just one time at the dinner table. And from that point forward, whenever people would chew with their mouths open around me, I would feel this really intense anxiety and I would get uh, bugged and frustrated and it would really, the sound would really annoy me. That intense experience created hard wiring in my subconscious mind. So this concept of emotion programming the subconscious is really powerful. People have all kinds of phobias, right? Extreme fears based on one traumatic experience. So strong emotion, good or bad, hardwires experience and programs the subconscious. Now, this is especially true with addiction. Those in recovery often talk about becoming addicted from their very first exposure or experience. And people would think, well, how's that possible? It's because of the presence of powerful meaning or emotions. So I'll give you a couple quick examples of how this works in real life. I know a lot of people, friends of mine who have struggled, uh, for example, with cigarette smoking. And I asked them, tell me about the first time you ever had an experience with cigarettes. And in nearly every case, it always follows this familiar pattern. They'll say, well, I was back behind the bleachers, you know, in junior high, all the cool kids were there. And I really wanted to be one of the cool ones. And so they started passing around a cigarette. And when I started smoking it, they all accepted me and I was part of the group, right? And so you start to hear this this common path with the cigarette smoke, the strong social play, the feeling like I belong, being part of a group, but being one of the cool ones. The other side of it, though, is really fascinating because all of them also said, oh, it tasted disgusting. It was horrible. I wanted to throw up, right? So there were these negative emotions and feelings present at the same time. That also added to the power of that instant addiction, not just the positive of the social setting, but the negative of the discomfort of the nasty taste, and also realizing that they were doing something they weren't supposed to. So there was some shame involved and some taboo aspect. Add all of that together and you have why addiction is so powerful, because the subconscious mind doesn't have a a, a moral compass. The subconscious doesn't think about what's good or bad. All it does is pays attention to the intensity of the emotions. Are they intense? And if they are, then it hardwires that experience into its database. It's not where moral code and values don't exist at the subconscious. They exist in the consciousness or our conscience. But at the subconscious level, intensity is king. So, The more intense the emotional experience, the more deeply wired, uh, hardwired the experience is in the subconscious. So let me take a quick example of sexual addiction. One of the guys in group recently shared the fact that when he was a kid, he went across the the river to to the seedy part of town and he wandered into an adult bookstore and he said the experience was absolutely shocking. I mean, he was just blown away. He felt dirty. He felt shameful. He was overwhelmed by the shock of the images. It was horrible. And he said he left there just feeling anxiety and, and just overcome. It was, it was a traumatic experience. And then the next day, 
he had this incredibly strong urge to go back to the adult, the adult bookstore. And so he goes back to the place where he just had this horrible traumatic experience. And from that point forward, he was hooked. That's a perfect example how the subconscious mind wires according to the intensity of emotion, not whether it's good or bad. The more intense, the more hardwired. So what do you think happens then when you combine the hardwiring power of intense emotions and then you give repetition to that? You repeat those intense emotions of the experience over and over again. Now you have subconscious programming on steroids. So if my subconscious is hardwired to seek sexual outlets every time I feel stress or pain or shame or fear uh, or discomfort or whatever, then every time I repeat that cycle, the programming becomes more deeply wired and rutted. I reach the point where the instant I feel stress, I automatically start to have sexual thoughts and feelings and arousal. In fact, just thinking about my sexual outlet in those stressful situations can actually start to give me some relief before I've done anything. All the past memories, the feelings, the emotions, they all come surging out of the subconscious. And my body actually starts releasing dopamine and endorphins and other feel-good chemicals. Just from the thoughts I'm having, That's the power of repetition and emotion together in hardwiring the subconscious. So the question is, how do you change that wiring? Well, you do it by consciously taking charge of the same process that created the hardwiring in the first place. By harnessing and directing repetition and powerful emotions. Now that sounds easy, right? But it takes some real focus and work. But it's absolutely doable. Addiction hardwiring develops easily because it's a very passive process. We basically just give ourselves over to the ego brain and its way of coping with hard things in life. So taking charge of wiring and rewiring the subconscious mind is a very proactive process. So let's look at the steps. First, you've got to have intention, a strong desire to change. If you're just checking the box and giving it a half-hearted effort, it won't be enough to override your existing dominant hardwiring. you got to want it and then continually feed that intention and keep it strong. Second, you have to become increasingly mindful and aware of your subconscious mind's automatic workings. Step back and notice when you start to go on autopilot. Catch yourself in the act. Pay attention Uh, to the kinds of thoughts and feelings that are sure evidence that you're headed into hardwired autopilot. Third, and this is the most important step, once you have a strong intention to change old wiring, and then you notice that old wiring trying to put you on autopilot, then you have to stop on that automatic behavior path and take a different action. You do something different than you have done in the past. For example, you use the surrender tool. You take that automatic old wired way off the table and you give it over to God and you ask, what do I need most in this moment? And you be quiet. You wait for the idea or impression to come and then you do it. Another tool you could use um, to do differently than you've done in the past is simply get up and get moving. Go outside for a walk, go running, 
go do a simple act of kindness for someone. Don't just sit there with the old wiring trying to take over. Get moving. Change your environment. Another action different than what the subconscious wiring wants you to do is you could pick up your phone and make a reach out call and keep calling until you actually get to talk with someone. And there's lots of other actions that you can take. Um, Review the tools list for a lot of ideas. And then fourth, once you take a different action than your subconscious wiring is trying to force you into, once you take that action, then purposely call up some strong emotions. Notice how good it feels to make a different choice and not give in to the old wiring. Uh, Pat yourself on the back and celebrate your small victory. Let yourself feel good about it. I like this feeling. I like making a good decision. I like standing up to my subconscious mind. Then think about how absolutely lousy you felt in the past when you gave in to the old wiring. Feel how crappy that felt. And then contrast that with how awesome you feel right now for not going there, for making a great decision. Do you see how you're using intense emotions to reinforce your new behavior and better choice? It's the same emotional process that built your addiction. But now you are taking charge and purposely directing the process to rewire your subconscious. Every time you notice your subconscious wiring trying to take over and put you on autopilot, stop, take a different action, and then notice how amazing it feels to have a victory. And think about the fact that you do not have to feel all the negative crap that comes with when you've given in. Let all those emotions wash over you. Enjoy them. Make the experience as emotionally intense as you can. And then last, just simply repeat the four-step process every time you notice your subconscious wiring trying to put you on autopilot. So do these four steps consistently, and over time, you will rewire your subconscious mind until you literally have built a new brain. You can't recover with the subconscious hardwiring you have today. You need to rewire and build a different brain. And the great news is, you can. In fact, you already are. You can rewire your subconscious mind, change your brain, and you change your life. Everything expressed on the PBSE podcast are the opinions of the hosts and the participants and is for informational and educational purposes only. This podcast should not be considered mental health therapy or as a substitute thereof. It is strongly recommended that you seek out the clinical guidance of an individual qualified mental health professional. If you're experiencing thoughts of suicide, self-harm, or a desire to harm others, please dial 911 or go to your nearest emergency room.